You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined once again by Corey, the Bayou Benders. And this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Hello guys, we are back. It's been a week since we last recorded. Uh, we, we spoke about this previously. We'll be kind of on a how time... It'll be if time time allows us. We'll have two episodes. Um, but yeah, one, the Monday episode will continue to come out. We'll try to get that second episode out. Um, we're kind of talking, speaking internally about ways to get... It's more of if there's content. So we apologize for the... Yeah. <laughs> if yeah, the content it, it, allows it, 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 if there's no content and you know we're also kind of strapped for time it's kind of just a waste of time for us to join a call and you know waste an hour and then realize we have nothing to talk about so <laughs> if something happens we will be there don't worry if something big in the Habs world happens we will make room it may not come out on the Thursday it may come out on the Friday Maybe even the Saturday, but we will, you know, if something big happens after the Monday episode, we will cover it. That is a, you know, I, th- I think pretty guaranteed we'll be on it. Mm-hmm. But regardless, moving past that, it's been a week. Corey, how was your week? How was your weekend, buddy? Pretty good. Uh, I was off um, because I was forced to take a, a week off at work, um, but I did some shit around the house and it stormed all week. So my whole fitness regiment, uh, got kind of thrown out the door. And honestly, I think it rained to get me to go sign up at the gym, which I haven't done, which I regret. Um, but I have lost weight. I've been doing better. Um, but I just really like walking at the battlefield. It's kind of sick. Uh, it, it was the, the one day I did get to go, dude, it was a hundred degrees at like four in the evening and I was fucking roasting out there, <laughs> but, it, but it's so worth it. Cause they got a lot of like fun, like nature out there. Like a lot of, a lot of different types of birds, like egrets and shit and blue herons or, uh, heroines, <laughs> whatever. Um, but no, dude, it's just a lot of stuff around the house. Um, trying to eat better be more physical uh i watched a movie that i have yet to see called young blood i finally saw it after wanting to watch it for like 20 years and i could never fucking find it um you can't buy this movie in stores for some reason you can't buy it on the internet uh you can buy it on amazon for like 20 fucking bucks it's not worth it it's never on any streaming sites finally it was on a streaming thing through my i think amazon it was on one of the add-ons you can get i said fuck it i'm gonna watch it it was okay um i guess we'll get to that in a little bit if time allows but um i did go visit my friend nick um who if you guys have a twitter if you go on my 
page. It is my pinned, uh, it is my pinned tweet trying to support my buddy Nick, who um, had a spinal injury from diving off of his boat uh, into shallow. It was more shallow than he expected, and um, he's in one of those um, one of those chairs right now, and he can't feel anything from his um, below his sternum. Um, but I saw him for the first time yesterday and it was tough to see, you know, someone who's basically been like a brother my entire life. And we skateboarded together, went to, you know, music shows together, like a lot of like integral young parts of my life was spent with this guy and to see him, you know, just not functioning the, you know, his, what we're all used to seeing, but it, it was really tough to see. Well, you know, his his morale is high. He's taking it as, as best as he could. And he keep, you know, he just when someone says they're going to walk again, you know, you can take it with a grain of salt. But like just the determination in his voice when he says it, um, I do think Nick will find a way. Um, but medical expenses are tough. I'm not asking you guys to, to help donate or anything. But if you could retweet it um, and just get it out there someone might be able to that's a little more fortunate um but yeah i saw him um he's doing as good as he can and it was in pretty decent spirits you know he's still trying to regain function and his in his his hands and stuff that it's there but um you know it, it's kind of simplicated you know well more simplistic like it you know he can't really move his fingers that well but he can at least he's got you know, the strength to move his arms and stuff like that. Um, but it was just really good to see him alive, honestly. Um, this dude has definitely had his fair share of um, cheating death situations, you know, just skateboarding and the life of a fucking southern Louisiana native. Um, it, it was just, it's just really tough seeing him like this, but he seems very determined and, you know, fortunate and blessed to be still here and he's gonna take every day with you know a grain of salt and do the best he can um yeah then i went and had sushi um because i'm still trying to eat good and i showed i showed mason because uh (laughs) i know mason was watching the naruto shippuden stuff and i'm a bit of an anime head it's a show that came out well it's a book that came out when i was a kid i was in middle school and um i just went to this uh sushi place with my sister after going to see thor thor 4 which i thought um was pretty good honestly i didn't like the soundtrack i thought it was a bit cheesy it's just all fucking glam glam rock shit some people into that and that's cool there's nothing wrong with that i just not my type of music um but yeah, movie was good. The theater's badass. So we should get into that theater one day when we don't have shit to talk about. Um, <laughs> but we went to eat sushi and I walk into this fucking place and it is just a weeb hangout disguised as a sushi this, restaurant. This is the, the Naruto restaurant you were talking about? Yeah, we we went we walked in and you, they're you just were surprised. Yeah, like honestly, because I just look so look, look, dude. It's it's in it's in Metairie, which is like if you're looking at like where I live, which is you know, people think you're like fucking swamp people, 
kind of if you're not from here and then you see new orleans and you, you think of like the hip bullshit and then you look at metairie which is like above new orleans and then that's your pompous bougie you know that type of people the the richer people or like metairie kenner bullshit right um so to go into a fucking restaurant i'm not thinking i'm gonna walk into like the manga section of the barnes and nobles you know or i just think it's i just think it's comical that you went to a a restaurant themed that was based like the theme is based on an anime and you're surprised to walk in and see a bunch of weebs well i look dude the place is called little tokyo okay so we have a bunch of little tokyos down here when you walk into a little tokyo it's more of just like a sushi restaurant that has the karaoke pit right i walk into this motherfucker and it's got just the outro music just the outro music no vocals just like pian oh, like no. like wedding style anime intro and outros and i'm just like my sister's trying to talk to me and i'm like half there because in my mind i'm like digitally like downloading content where i'm like i'm trying to map out what song this is and why the fuck i know it um and then they give us the menu and the menu is just covered in naruto shippuden um artwork and, <laughs> and themes and shit and i'm fucking dying laughing because i'm like she likes this place but it's not big in anime i like sushi and i came into this place and i'm like this is the place that like 13 year old me would have begged my mother to bring me every fucking day of my life. <laughs> like I would have been, I would have been pissing myself. Now look, they did have, a, they did have a, um, a sushi roll. It was cooked. Uh, I, I like some cooked rolls. Um, but it was called the upside down. And my sister's like, Oh, this shit's fire. It, you know, obviously, it's a Stranger Things reference, but it came in basically a fajita, excuse me, like a cast iron skillet with like sesame oil and cooked garlic and ginger at the bottom of it, like a fucking pound of it. And it's just placed on top of it. That shit was fucking fire, dude. Just like scooping a little like, you know, kind of flash fried garlic and ginger and throwing it on the top of your roll it was really good um but yeah that that was my weekend was uh was that it's kind of fucking a blur honestly and rain a lot of rain oh that's not that doesn't sound like the worst weekend in the world no 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 it was very productive uh, i just wish it didn't rain so much because I, I really wanted to get out and fucking walk off those two you know two carbs <laughs> I ate no fair enough I had um I had a similarly I don't want to say uneventful weekend I did a lot mm -hmm. I uh I went up to my buddy's rise cottage oh yeah, yeah. Friday night but I have a little story North North Denver. My journey to get there. North Denver. Okay. Um. So Friday, I worked on a uh, a bucket crew. 
which is like clearing hydro lines and shit. Mm-hmm. And the guy I was working with had to bring one of the trucks back. And he was like, fuck, it's Friday. I'm going home early. Do you want to, like, I'll take you back. Instead of joining a different crew, do you, if you want to come back with me in the truck, you can do that, right? Your crew. So I was like, absolutely. Because I knew I had this drive to Kingston. Or north of Kingston, um, Charleston Lake. It's near Gananoque. I was like, yeah, 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 perfect, thanks. Sidebar, this will be important later in the story. I was late to work on Friday, mm-hmm. so I met um, I met um, the guys I was commuting up with at the gas station that's by, by our work. Fast okay. forward, I'm in, I'm, I'm in, I've gotten like halfway through my drive back. My buddy who's working in Coburg for the day, which is, you know, my hometown where the yard is. Tells hey, me yard. he has, he got a side job. He got a side job, 400 bucks. All he's got to do is pick up some brush. He was like, you want to like, you want to, it'll take us like, he's like, it'll take us like maybe an hour, 45 minutes, like 45 minutes, an hour at the most. He's like, we'll split it 200 bucks a piece. He's like, these people are rich. I just threw said 400 bucks. They were like, sure. So I was like, uh, like how long? Like it's gonna take us like forty five minutes. He's like, yeah, like barely. Like we'll be able to like destroy it. So I was like, this is absolutely perfect because like, you know, if I didn't get off early, I wouldn't have been back in time to get this like two hundred bucks. It'll pay for my trip. I'll get gas. I'll get some beer, and I'll have some extra money, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, awesome. I'll meet you at the yard. Go to the yard. Hop in his hop. So he's got. He's just borrowing one of the company Ford five fifties take it to this place so i'm like okay uh where are we dumping it he's like oh we'll just dump it at the dump in coburg i'm like well sorry there's no there's no public dump in coburg okay um, so i'm like okay um it's like 345 the closest dump is about 15 minutes away it closes at five so i'm like okay i, I tell him i'm like no, no no we'll have to go to port hope so oh, that's fine and I'm thinking, okay, you said it would take us 45 minutes. We'll have time to do that, right? Well, we get out, and he knocks on the door and tells this lady we're here. It's like, yeah, we'll get it done in like 45 minutes. She's like, 45 minutes? Oh, okay. And I'm like, uh-oh. Kind of alarm bells are kind of – there's some red flags. They're not – they're they're half mass. They're not fully raised, okay? Well – the other thing, I, I was led to believe that they were, I, I interpreted that this brush was on the front of her lawn in the backyard. By the way, beautiful lakefront property. Fucking loaded. Loaded. So we walk back there and I see this pile of brush. And I'll be honest, it's it's, it's larger than I expected. And I'm thinking, no, it's probably going to take us like, like two hours. We'll, you know, We'll get her in. We'll may, maybe Dante can just dump it tomorrow. Like, it's not the biggest deal, right? Mm-hmm. Then I get down there. I get down there. This brush is in some long-ass grass. The grass is growing up around it. it. It's a big job. It's a huge job. Uh, honestly, probably should have... We, we Like, you need a chipper to do this. Like, hauling all this brush is stupid. I'm, so I'm kind of... I'm starting to, like... This is where I, I messed up. I should have walked away. I should have said, sorry, bud, you're on your own. 
I'm I'm gonna get Fiona to pick me up. I'm leaving. But I didn't. Cause I thought, you know what, it's whatever. It's a bigger job than I thought. I'll just bust my ass. We'll get her done. So we get, I don't know, 45 minutes in. It is now like, let me tell you, like 36 degrees, 37 degrees out. I'm still in my like I'm in because I was I was I was on a bucket crew somewhere in saw pants. They have fucking Kevlar in them. Like mm. protect your leg. I'm fucking hot. I haven't been home since 4 30 in the morning. It's like I don't know, like 4 30 now. It's been 12 hours. We fill maybe it's maybe not even 45, maybe half an hour. We fill the truck with brush. And I'm looking, I turn around and I'm looking at this fucking pile and i'm like holy shit what have i gotten myself into so okay we're gonna we're gonna have like we're not gonna be able to i thought we were gonna half fill this truck right i'm looking at the pile we've got like maybe a third a third of it i'm like we're gonna have to take like two trips to do this so (laughs) we go back i'm like all right we gotta go he's like he's like all right we'll get one dump in we'll get one dump in and then we'll deal with the rest tomorrow right so let's just leave Let's not fill it to the brim. Let's get one dump in. We'll put the rest in. We can figure out where to dump it later. Well, maybe we'll just leave it at the yard, dump it tomorrow. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he calls Port Hope because we're going to get there at like 4.55, right? So we just want to give him a warning like, hey, we're coming. Can you just like, you know, we get there. Just let don't close early. We call them and they say, yeah, yeah, we'll be open till 5. Don't worry. Even if you get here at 5, like just come in. And she goes, where are you guys coming from? We're like, oh, yeah, we're just coming from Coburg. She goes, oh, uh, you guys can't dump here. <laughs> I go, I'm, I'm, hmm. by the way, I'm gradually getting more and more pissed off with this quote unquote 45 minute job that's already taken me an hour 20. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, why? She says, because your your zone is Budley. Now, Budley, Corey, so Coburg is to the west or to the east of Port Hope. Budley mm-hmm. is to the northeast of Port Hope. And she goes, don't worry, it's the, you guys are Budley. It's closer anyway. Budley is about 25, 30 minutes from Coburg. Port Hope's like 15 I'm not going to argue with this woman. I'm like, fuck me. So we hang up the phone. Call he, Buddy calls Budley. Budley closed early. They closed at 4.30. So now it's 5 o'clock. We have nowhere to dump it. We still have, I don't know, another two hours of work ahead of us. Mm-hmm. We've we got a big pile of brush ahead of us. And nowhere to dump this fucking brush. <laughs> <laughs> so we fucking I'm pissed by the way. I'm losing my mind. He didn't even he didn't even bring a chainsaw. So like couldn't cut the, it, there's like we couldn't get the latch of the truck down. He basically he he didn't he didn't bring anything he needed. Didn't we couldn't latch the truck down. So I'm looking out the back like we're taking back roads cuz like a stick might fly out the back of our truck. It's brutal. Like we should not have been on the road. We go to this fucking. Allegedly, we go to this little back road, and we, like I'm I'm losing my mind at this point. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You didn't have a plan to dump. Like, 
You're fucking. You're 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 dumping illegally now in the fucking woods. He's hucking. He's hucking brush into the <laughs> woods now. He's like, gotta put it somewhere, man. Like we got. I'm like, I'm tweaking. I'm looking around. I'm looking <laughs> for the cops. I'm like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is brutal. Like I'm terrified. So we get all this brush out, and we go back and we start filling it again, right? And I'm just like, it's so, when I say it's hot, it's so hot. To top it all off, there's a fucking, I'm getting bit by fucking fire ants on my <clears> neck, hauling <throat> this brush. I start, I start taking pieces and just throwing them further into the woods. I'm like, I, I, I'm supposed to have left by six o'clock to go to Rise Cottage. Mm-hmm. I got here at 345. <clears throat> it's six o'clock now. We haven't got half. We haven't done half this brush. Mm. I'm. I've just fucking lost it. I'm. A, I'm fucking leaving. I'm like, you take me to the yard. I'm like, we'll. We're fucking like, we've been here for two and a half hours. We've got like half of it done. I'm like, I'm not fucking dumping brush in the woods. I'm not like, no. Like we we we're gonna need to do in like two more dumps. Like fuck this. Take me back to the yard. So I've got to go back to this fucking place. A fucking job that was supposed to take me 45 minutes. I have to go back. So on Friday, I have to go back on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So today, as we're recording, to finish this fucking job. I'm pissed. I'm just, I've had a bad day, right? I'm going to be late. I'm going to be driving up in the dark to Gananoque. I'm pissed. We get back to the yard, right? Leave the truck there. He's about, buddy's about to leave. I'm like, okay, I'll see you later. So remember what I told you were earlier mm-hmm. i was late to work that day yeah my fucking car is still at the gas station 15 minutes away in port hope because <laughs> i didn't because i i haven't been back so after all this i'm my fucking cars i have to i have to get them to drive me to go get my fucking i'm losing my mind Corey. just fucking lost it like what like have you i i'm oh i couldn't even like i can't even begin to explain how fucking pissed at myself i am i'm pissed at him he's apologizing i know he's genuinely like i'm like you fucking idiot like this this isn't even worth the money like this like this isn't worth the 200 dollars i'm gonna fucking pocket from this mm-hmm. and then today today i just fucking call him and i'm like yeah fuck it so fast forward to sunday i get i've got to get an aqua like 10 I've had my weekend. I fast forward to sun to today and I text this guy and I'm just like, send, I did half a job. Send me a hundred bucks. Good luck. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck it. Jesus. I could not be bothered. This, I just like, I could not do it. He, I, don't, I don't even know if he's, if he showed up to do this job. Like I was, just, I just could not, I could not believe the situation I had gotten myself into. It was an absolute disaster. And I should have just like I should have walked away the second I saw it. I should have walked away. But I, I going through this, you know, you're thinking like this is how my weekend's starting. Like it was gonna be shit. I actually had a fucking great weekend, great time. Um, amazing trade broke that we're gonna talk about. Sorry, it was a longer winded story than I thought it would be. But yeah, I had just an absolute. It was a howler. It was a poor decision for Mason. Just an extreme mistake I'm not going to make again. I, oh, 
It was like the worst. Honestly, it was the worst two and a half hours of my summer. It was fucking brutal. I still have fire. I got home and there were fire ants still in my pants, biting my legs. It was fucking brutal. Buddy, that sounds horrible. And down here, we would have just, uh, we probably would have just set fire to it (laughs) if it was dead brush. And, um, yeah, no, I just lost it. I, I can't lie. I just fucking lost it. I was, I'm one of those people too. Like, the reason I think I kept going is because, like, if I start a job, I have to finish it. That's me with anything. I'll procrastinate things and I'll put them off. But once I've started, I have to finish. It's just who I am. So, I mean, honestly, though, how did you five minutes away from walking away? How does your boy not? Like, if you know you can't dump there, if it's not from, an, from like, within the area that they'll accept any type of trash or bullshit, how does he well, fuck up and just do the right thing? Be like, oh, yeah, it's from here. <laughs> well, he thought there was a dump in Coburg. Mm-hmm. Because there's, so there's a dump in Coburg for when you're working with the city. Yeah. Where you dump, like, any any wood you've grinded. Mm-hmm. It's not public, though, right? Uh-huh. And I, you know what? The only pass I'll give him is that Port Hope not being Coburg's dump is the stupidest. Like, it's it's west of us, and Budley is north of Port Hope. Like, it just makes zero fucking sense. Like, it, it was stupid. But <laughs> yeah, no, didn't bring didn't bring a chainsaw, didn't bring a wheelbarrow. So I'm hauling it like it was, I, it was brutal. Cor. I, that woman must have been when he said four hundred bucks, she must have been cackling. Because I, I say this in all seriousness, you could have six fucking guys and they wouldn't have had that job done in an hour. <laughs> it was fucking <laughs> brutal, but not as brutal as. The trade the Florida Panthers made. Um, I don't. Do you want to? I've talked, spoken for a while here. Do you want me to to list it, or would you like to take the reins on this one? Um, dude, I don't. I don't give a fuck. I was just kind of laughing at y'all's. I don't know honesty to not get the job done in a, at a decent time. <laughs> oh, dude, like. I I was I was I wouldn't have actually done it, but you know when you're you're grumbling and you're just sweaty and angry. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's fucking leave. I'm like, just fucking leave. We don't owe her anything. <laughs> she doesn't have to pay us. Like, let's fucking leave. Let's just go. Like, I don't care. Like, just fucking go. He was like, man, like I know, but we can't. And he's like, we've already worked this hard. I'm like, I don't care. I was like, honestly, she can keep her four hundred bucks. Like. I've done half the work and it's still not worth it. Like I was, I was pissed. I could not. Like, oh man. Even then, like I just gave up a hundred bucks that I could have made. Like we, he even got another guy to come help us, and I was still gonna get the two hundred bucks. And I just said no, no, I'm not doing it. Like it was just, it was not worth my time. Fuck it. Um, but yeah. Anyway, moving on to the, to the trade. Um. Yes, so the Florida Panthers and 
the Calgary Flames made a trade. Calgary acquired Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Weger, a first-round pick in 2025, and a prospect, right? I Cole, believe there was a Cold Schwint. Cole Schwint for Matt Kachuk signing an extension, eight-year extension, and a fourth-round pick. Now, this is the the biggest. I think this is the biggest trade in the NHL, and I you, you, I think you could maybe even say a decade. This is huge. Like this is crazy. When I saw it, saw it initially, I, I'll take. I want to know how you found out first, but I just gotten back from fishing, and and I read. I was reading out loud, like. My buddy Ryan and his dad were in the uh, cottage with us. I was like, "Oh, Matt Kachuk signed a uh, eight-year, nine-point-five million-dollar extension with Florida." And then I kind of, <laughs> you know, you realize what you said. Hmm. I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and they were all kind of like, "What?" And I looked at Twitter, and I just, I can't believe it. Honestly, I think if you traded Mac Chuck for Jonathan Huber to one for one, one, one for one, that's the that, trade. That you fought, like that. <laughs> I I think Huber is better than Kachuk. I really do. I think Jonathan Huber is a better player. He got the guy finished second for the Art Ross this year. <laughs> he was a Hart Trophy candidate. He's been one and of the most I, consistent I just, players for that team, and I'm honestly kind of joked that they would move on from him. Allegedly, he's pissed about how it happened, too. Apparently, he got totally blindsided by it. And, uh, like, wow. Like, and to, to even for people to say, oh, maybe he wasn't going to sign in Florida, he was going to sign in Florida, guys. Like, and this, I think, he's I a think player. for him to be. He's just an, a baller. He he's not like big. He he should be a lot bigger than what he is. Um, he's not talked about a lot. He's gotten it done in Florida when they were shitty. He's gotten it done with Florida now that they were better. I don't see why he would walk away from the team. Honestly, I think he would have got a, a decent contract and just kept playing with this team. And I think it was fucking. I think it's just wild that after two years of, of just constant success for this team and progression moving forward and this guy kind of leading the way um, for them to just walk from him, it maybe, maybe someone has some inside shit or pays more attention to them. But honestly, uh, just playing fantasy, Jonathan Huberto has always been a great, a great pickup and it always, unfortunately kind of a later round pickup too, because no one really pays in mind. Um, Jonathan Huberto is one of the best players in the National Hockey League, and never never talked about. Kind of like uh, his his defensive teammate, uh, just up until Spit and Chicklets became popular. I yeah, I just like if that was a one for one deal, I'd be saying this was a win for Calgary mm-hmm. to add Mackenzie Weger who is one of, analytically speaking, like if you're talking pure analytics, he is one of the best defensemen in the National Hockey League in transition, defensively, anything. 
any aspect of the game, the guy has like a 92% war. Wins above replacement. I test. This guy's phenomenal. Like he's a top pairing defenseman. He's a top defender in the National Hockey League. He really is. He's phenomenal. And he's not old. I'm going to quickly double check his age. So I'm not. I see 28 here. Hmm. 28, 29. Still, 20, still in his prime. He's got one more year on his contract. And he's probably going to sign something very similar, which is fantastic for what he gives you. 44 points in 56 games last year. He's phenomenal. And you added your 2025 first-round pick. And you added a very good prospect in Cole Schwind, who you're lacking. For those of you who don't know who he is, was drafted in the third round 2019, played in the AHL this year, had 40 points in 72 games, 19 goals, decent prospect, only 21 years old, gonna probably going to play in the NHL this year. Like, what in the world are you doing, Phil Zito? Like, I'm just baffled. Florida now, Corey, doesn't have a first-round pick in 2023, 2024, or 2025. I may be mistaken. I'm the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> Did they have one this year? If first round pick this year, I don't think so. I don't think they you have did. To double check, but I, I don't think they did. No, they traded it. I think it was traded in in like the flux of bringing in. Yeah, wasn't it to Philly for Jeru? I believe so. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the first round, and yeah, they did not select anyone in the first round. I'm going to quickly double check 2021 just to make sure. I think they picked someone. They did. So Florida for for at least four years in a row is not going to have a first round selection. And they've lost Mason Marshman, Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Weger, um, Fuck, who, they've lost a bunch of guys. Who else have they? Claude Giroux, they lost. Oh, God. Like, he's, you can he's, keep him coming. He's not um, lost, but what's his uh, – well, Keith Yandel, but is what it is. Um, But he's not lost, but what's his name? Uh, The right wing. Uh, Duclair is going to be on long-term IR this year probably. Yeah, that's true. Like – and what what do you have to gain? Matthew Kachuk, who is a phenomenal player, absolutely. But my God, did they like I just I think you just I'm got a baffled. more penalty driven Huberdo that was just younger. That's it. You just traded more or less more or less Jonathan Huberdo for Jonathan Huberdo plus penalties. I don't think Chuck is the player who Berdo is. I personally believe, and this isn't to say Matthew Kachuk isn't one of the best wingers, one of the best players in the National Hockey League, 
I think this is an outlier year for Kachuk, though. He got 104 points, yes, but he has, he, he's never done anything like this before. No, like, and he was ever. on a pretty, pretty stacked group to get it done. He was and, playing with Johnny Bill. And Huberdeau has been like a 20 to 30 goal scorer every year, and he's missed quite a bit of – I don't want to say quite a bit of time, but I think in the past five years he's had maybe two 80 – 80 game seasons. He still gets it, you know, 20 to 30 goals. Yeah. I'm just at 30 goals last year for Huberto. What was it? Like 71 assists or last something. Last year was ridiculous. His, his best year for like assist, assist ability, but he he's one of the best players in the National Hockey League. Like in a tier above Matthew Kachuk, I must say. Um, I yeah, I'm just. What was your initial reaction? Because oh, it came out late at night, and I laughed, but I couldn't be too loud because my wife was laying down. She had work early in the morning, but I laughed so fucking loud. Tweeted and then immediately went and looked at uh, Jonathan Huberto's stats and was just like. This is tough because you just lost a, a cornerstone to your team. You just gave up a top defensive, you know, like a top four D-man on your team. You've lost all the people that basically came in in this wave for the playoffs. You lost just about all of them. You lost Marshman. What is Matt Kachuk coming to? Just a sunny, a sunny environment? Because I don't think he's really coming to a championship caliber team. You still got Bob locked in at ten million dollars for the next couple of years. Um, Matt Kachuk chose a, a nice scenic view in uh, a rebuild team. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, Jonathan. Uh, I mean, Johnny Gaudreau left Calgary, which was tough. And you know what? Um, blew my fucking mind after you know reading his statement. Got to be a fan favorite for anyone. Doesn't even have to like. Maybe maybe not for Calgary guys, but you don't even have to like Columbus to like have respect for this kid. Choosing to do uh, what's right for him and his path, and his you know to be closer to his family. Same thing Jeff Petrie's doing. If you got a problem with it, you're just not thinking like a human. You're just more worried about you know your outlook for your team. Uh, I don't know what John what what Matt Kachuk was thinking honestly. Why would you leave a team that you were going to be continue to be a cornerstone and to be a cornerstone of a team that is light years away from what Calgary is? Now, Calgary did take a step back, but I feel like Calgary has more pieces than Florida does. All you did was just move conference to a sunny, you know, Florida paradise. That's it. Yeah. Um, for Brad's child living, though, holy shit. <laughs> How he managed to do like this looked like a horrible off season for Brad Trelleving. We'd spoken about how well, I don't know if we'd spoken on the podcast. No, privately we talked about how it was kind of not his fault. You know, it, what, what was he supposed to do? Trade Goudreau when they were on the cusp of a cup run? Like they had legitimate Stanley Cup aspirations. For him to turn this around and this is look, this is the best thing he could have done. After Gaudreau leaving, like, what do you do? Let's just bring in. There's a, a case to be. Sorry. 
no, 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 no. You're good. Like I, that's all I was saying. It's just this is how you fix when things don't go your way in the National Hockey League. There is a case to be made that Jonathan Huberto could be a better player than Johnny Goudreau. I'm not going to say whether or not I make that case because I have to think about it. But if you are looking to replace Johnny Goudreau with a replica player, I'm not talking about play style, but in terms of what he does statistically, and that is generate offense like an elite franchise center from the wing. Jonathan Huberto is probably one of the only guys, him and Panarin and Patty Kane. They're the only three other guys that can do it at a level at the same level or better. I'm gonna say it's I'm gonna say just for me personally, I think it's a bit that's that's a bit tough. I think if we would have seen uh Huberto not in Florida, especially for maybe a couple of his 20, you know, 20 year old years, um, to just be in a different like either up north or in, in the west, I guess I could say. Uh just anywhere honestly, but like the the bottom tier teams, if he had an opportunity, like even Calgary, who was like middle of the pack, I think that for me personally, it, I could, I can agree a hundred percent with you that Huberto could be better than Johnny Gaudreau. I still, I still think it's possible, but I just hate that we lost like some of his prime years to Florida when they weren't anything, you know, anything to write I, home I about. Like, I don't think it takes his performance. Uh, like, I, I well, anyway. But regardless, like I think Bradshaw Living just hit the ball out of the park, got an elite defender, got a first round pick. Like I just Calgary absolutely won the day. They may have just won the off season. Mm-hmm. However, there was another massive winner out of this deal, other than Matt Kachuk, who got paid and doesn't have to pay taxes. And no longer has to live in fucking Calgary. Like, what a dub for him. The other big winners on the day. The Montreal Canadiens. The Montreal (laughs) Canadiens. What a win for the Habs. Florida continues to get worse, losing all those guys I spoke about. Atlantic is the toughest division in hockey. Oh. Uh, and I will say the Avs are also winners in this because their only real competition in the West has just fallen apart. Um, it's true. Like, Well, Florida just became outliers and won't be as bad as us, but we'll be close to the bottom too. So it'll be fantastic, this pick that we picked up uh, in another fleecing of Florida, which was us uh, moving. Um, God, why uh, Ben Sherratt. And getting that that first overall, unreal. Not first overall, first round. This is great for us. <laughs> Absolutely. No, like, this is just, Kent Hughes is laughing. Florida's good. Like, if Florida can continue to fall apart, this is going to be great for us. I'm not saying they aren't going to make the playoffs. I I think if, if you were betting 
you know, being smart, using DraftKings, betting financially responsibly, you know, you'd probably put money on Florida to make the playoffs. But to say they will, I think it's fair to say, like, they aren't guaranteed is all I have to say. And if they could fall out of the playoffs, get a lottery pick for the Habs, you know. I don't see them making the playoffs. If they are, it's by a point. I have to see more. I have to see more from another Atlantic team. I got to see more from Ottawa before I make that decision. Okay. That's fair. You know what I mean? Like okay. Boston got worse too. So I have to see mm. more from Ottawa. That's true. That is the team I could see doing it. And then, of course, you've got to have some Metro teams <laughs> eat them out in the wild card and hope hope that they don't finish like they've they've got to finish pretty bad for the Habs to get first from them but regardless we could still get a pretty like our pick could go from looking like it was going to be late 20s to maybe even the last pick could be in the teens now which is huge for us and if the Habs finish dead last again which I doubt they will and Florida wins the lottery then they get the pick anyway. So it's just like, there's a lot to go here for the Habs. Um, the odds are stacked. Really yeah. The odds are stacked in our favor. And with odds, another place that's a great place to play your odds is with DraftKings. And as always, our sponsors have a nice written ad for us to give to y'all. So folks, the action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially, especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on any any and all of the major action sports right now going on in the summer. That's baseball, golf, MMA, more. Plus, with same game parlay spreads money lines over unders props your betting options feel endless um fucking a week from now the premier league pops back up you still got mma um i'm sure people um betted on that that kid the uh uh pimp pimblet uh that fucking really mouthy kid from uh england patty, patty patty's fantastic dude i love this kid um i'm sure you probably made some really good money on that especially after you teabagged i mean it should have been a prop bet is is to like bonus flex with a teabag would he do it uh but just continuing on best of all DraftKings is safe secure and reliable you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want y'all remember to download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use promo code thpn make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Um, I don't see Florida making making the playoffs. I don't. Um, if they do, it's going to be by like two points. I I know you said you got to see what like Ottawa's going to do. I think that everyone in the Atlantic other than I guess Boston well shit this is kind of tough it's going to sound stupid Boston, Florida Montreal and Buffalo is going to be tough I think Boston can squeeze one in but 
I wouldn't be surprised if they can't. I think Ottawa is finally making moves in a in a progressive forward front. I think Detroit's about to become uh, nasty as fuck. I just think it's it's going to be even tougher for Florida to to get their bearings. And I, I know that they still have a competent team, but by God, did they just walk away from two, you know, two great key members of that team to bring in a guy of the same caliber on, on the, as a forward. But um, I don't have anything else, Mason. I don't know if you have anything to say. Um, I think with, this is pretty much all the news we've got up to date. There's some PK oh, Subban rumor, rumors, I but what's have, up? I do have one story to um, talk about. Okay. Kind of, I don't want to say funny, but coincidence maybe. Montreal Canadiens, if um, fans may remember, a couple of years ago when our owner and his son, Jeff Molson, uh, remember they saved the guy from a plane crash? Yeah. On lake? Now, um, I, I can't believe I forgot to bring this up. <laughs> yeah, well... Uh, today, yesterday, for our listeners, uh, Paul Byron just rescued a man from a crash, a plane crash on a lake. Paul Byron and his brother-in-law pulled a man out of the plane, um, got him to first responders. Um, he got to the hospital. He's you know, conscious and breathing when he was transported. Uh, there's some pictures of the incident, too. It, it's incredible. Like, <laughs> yeah, it looks I, I, Like, what are the... What are the odds of that happening once, let alone twice? And you know, obviously, we, we, you know, thoughts and prayers are with the um, the man who crashed. Hopefully, he recovers. But I, lo- I love that a lot of the, a lot of the um, the news outlets that are reporting it, or sports journalists, and they, they, you know, each one of them has like Jeff Petrie. Is, I mean, not Jeff Petrie. <laughs> My bad. Paul Byron is healthy, like, <laughs> like throwing in like a little, you know, like Habs news, like Paul Byron is healthy. Nothing's wrong. Clay. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, I just like, I don't know. It's just fucked. Like to, I couldn't imagine seeing that. Yeah. Just you know like fishing, I mean? like fishing on your boat like and that. then a, a seaplane just fucking barrel straight into the water. It says it was a few meters from his boat. That's fucking unreal. And but I mean, Paul Byron, stand-up guy. That's why he's Lord Byron. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like I said, hopefully that man is okay. And um, I guess we'll leave some stuff. We will probably have another episode this week, so we'll leave some stuff for that. Yeah. None of it's pressing in the Habs world. Um, without further ado, unless you have anything else to add, we'll call her here today. No, I don't have anything else to add other than I hope you guys have a great week. And if some crazy shit goes down, we will put out a middle of the week episode. If not, we can't wait to talk to you guys when we can. Appreciate you guys coming out and supporting us and can't wait to, uh, you know, have some more content, content out for you guys soon. That's right. This has been Habs Nightly. Thank you all so much. We'll talk to you all soon. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. 
New shows every day. Find us at the hockey podcast network.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.